Welcome to Today on Broadway for June 14th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, it is Flag Day in the middle of Pride Month, so I think you can fly whatever flag you want. Um, Absolutely. Fly your freak flag high. Yes, to quote a non-Tony winning score by Janine Tesori. Exactly. But uh, yes, so... um, so yeah, that's it. That's all I've got about Flag Day. I nice. don't have anything there. But <laughs> sorry, your favorite I mean, holiday, apparently, it seems. Should should I hear more about Flag Day? I mean, no. Okay, I, I didn't know if that was something that I that I should have commentary on. Um, anyway, but what I do have some commentary on is that you should head over to our Patreon because Jan Simpson uh, released her latest episode of Stagecraft over on the Patreon feed exclusively. It is with playwright Ebony Booth, whose current show Primary Trust is currently playing off Broadway from the Roundabout Theater Company, and it includes the wonderful William Jackson Harper, who I am so currently looking at in uh, Funko Pop form on my. Ah. Right now, Chidi as yeah. yeah, so uh, love that. So check that one out. You can hear all of our podcast episodes in Patreon before you can hear them anywhere else at patreon.com slash brotherradio.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get into the news. And unfortunately, we do have some sad news to lead with today because on it was actually late Monday night. It was reported by People Magazine that star of stage and screen Treat Williams had passed away at the age of 71 following a motorcycle accident in Vermont. Treat Williams yeah. has done a ton of stuff on television. He has two SAG Award nominations, three Golden Globe nominations, an Emmy nomination, and a bunch of other things. From a theatrical related standpoint he is um, perhaps most notably known for being uh, in the original film version of Hair he played Burger he mm-hmm. also had a Golden Globe and an Emmy nomination for television films uh, for both A Streetcar Named Desire and The Late Shift which is not theatrically related but A Streetcar Named Desire is obviously he also had a fairly extensive career on Broadway uh, starting in the late 70s going up into the early 2000s he originally uh, appeared on Broadway as a replacement Danny Zuko in the original production of Greece, he was in over here and once in a lifetime he replaced um as the pirate king in the 1981 production of pirates of penzance he was in a production of love letters in the late uh, 80s early 90s and then uh, actually i think how you probably most know him he played buddy in the 2001 mm-hmm. revival i think his last uh, of Follies. appearance yeah. it, it was yeah. yeah, that was the production with Blythe Danner and Gregory Harrison, Judith Ivey, Polly Bergen, and mm-hmm. I think Aaron Dilley was in that one mm-hmm. as well as, as uh, either young Phyllis or, or young Sally. So um, that was his last one. But he's gone on to do a bunch of other uh, TV and film things. He was in the TV show Everwood, which a ton of people love. He was on uh, the Hallmark Channel show Chesapeake Shores, which actually just ended its run at the end of last year. So somebody who, if you don't like know his CV, you if probably you start, recognize see his him. face. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely do. So a ton of people who were impacted by his career, been kind of reaching out and and uh, posting stuff about remembering him on yeah. social media. So devastating. Um, what, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, seventy-one. Uh, you know, you think, oh, you hear somebody seventy-one, you think that they died of some sort of, uh, you know, illness or anything. But um, when it's a, a motorcycle accident, you, I mean, that's Awful. how horrible and tragic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially somebody who was still working, you know, to the day, and uh, uh, also was uh, in Miss Congeniality too, uh, uh, a movie that oh, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people <laughs> who are listening to us uh, love quite a bit. But uh, our thoughts go out to everybody who knew and loved him, both personally mm-hmm. and professionally. 
All right, let's get into some actually Broadway news. And they just kind of keep doling these things out uh, bit by bit. Last week, it was the fact that Wayne Brady is going to be playing The Wiz in The Wiz on Broadway. And on Tuesday, we got news that recording star and Broadway alum Deborah Cox will be playing uh, Glenda, which, as we talked so about before, good. that's the uh, Tony-winning role. Um, and then... Chicago-based actress Melody A. Betts will be playing Aunt M slash Eveline. Uh, they, they will start off with the tour when it starts in Baltimore later this year before it comes to Broadway at a theater and dates to be named later. It's really kind of fascinating to me how uh -huh. they are doing this casting, Ashley, because Wayne Brady and Deborah Cox are – those are big names. Like those are of names course. that, that yeah. can and have previously led Broadway productions. And, and will continue you think, to do so, we hope. Correct. Absolutely. But then they're filling this in with, like, honestly, people I i don't know. Like, Melody A. Betts is a Chicago-based actress, and clearly that has worked before, looking at, like, Jesse Mueller. And, like, oh, that's, so course, that's, I'm, that's yeah. not, there's talent all over the place. But when you think of, like, The Wiz is going to be this huge, big thing, and they're mixing in people like her and um, Philip Johnson Richardson and Avery Wilson, who don't necessarily yeah. have these huge theater backgrounds. Like, some, some people in the cast are from, like, America's Got Talent or, or The Voice and, you know, things like that. Uh, sure. I think it's really fascinating and, and certainly plays into the roots of this show being very much of a non-theatrical musical palette. And mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting. I hope they can act, uh, you know, but with Shelley oh, Williams yeah, absolutely. at the helm, you know, and Amber Ruffin, Tony nominee Amber Ruffin now, you know, kind of adding new material. I think it'll be great. I just think it's really interesting how they've kind of pieced together this cast in a way that is – uh, very different than probably what a lot of people expected. And I think it fits with this revival in general, the fact that it's starting as a national tour and then coming to Broadway. Like, it it, it has the same feel. And, you know, I have heard of some of these people, others not so much. You know they can perform. Uh, I also love that they're kind of doing this trickle of casting, too, instead of... Oh, yeah. Here's everybody all at once. Like they're really staying in the forefront of everybody's minds right now in what is obviously the end of last season now that the Tonys are done and picking up the new season. Um, just continuing that conversation with really, really great casting. I am so looking forward to this revival. Let me ask you here. So we've got like the three friends, the Scarecrow, the Ten Man, the Lion. We've got Glenda. We've got Eveline. We... Uh, have the whiz. I don't think we have Ada Pearl yet. Um, and obviously we no, don't have don't Dorothy. So. Do you think we're going with a new undiscovered star with Dorothy like we had? I think um, so. Or someone version? that hasn't been on much or, you know, whatever. I would love to see like Jalen Josie back on Broadway, for instance. But I could mm -hmm. absolutely see them bringing in a newcomer as an introducing so and so. And I would love that a major role in a you know a classic musical to start your career is always what yeah. you want to see uh she is this is not this wouldn't be her broadway debut but i yeah. will throw in a vote for olivia hardy who Ooh, is yeah. is currently playing delia and kimberly akimbo she i saw her at the broadway world 20th anniversary concert i did not i mean i, I didn't know her other than having seen kimberly akimbo mm -hmm. she, Unbelievable. Yeah, and I know absolutely. she has, she, 
she's sang some uh some whiz stuff in the past uh at concerts and stuff so uh, That'd be just amazing. That out there. i have no inside yes. information but i think she's incredible but uh yeah good for her and uh, whoever yeah whoever they they do is uh is is undoubtedly going to be extremely talented yeah based on the casting so far no question yeah. Speaking of extremely talented, as we had kind of talked about before on Monday night, we had the, uh, the world premiere screening of Waitress, comma, the musical dash live on Broadway exclamation point at the, the Tribeca series, Film Festival. Question mark? The series. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I'd love it. Um, <laughs> And before that, or as part of it, they did the screening. I had a bunch of friends who were there and the show's writer and the star of this film, Sarah Bareilles came out and performed a couple songs, which I will talk about here in a little uh, bit. Yes, but please. in the interviews, kind of talking about things, she told Broadway World that she's working on a new musical. She said, there's something that's not ready for announcement, but there is something uh, uh, talking specifically about a musical. I don't know what this is. No one's heard about this. I, I do wonder though, having the experience she's had going through with Waitress and then obviously Into the Woods, I wonder if this is going to be a show that she writes with herself in mind, like to be in it, or if she's going to kind of go the route she did the first time with Waitress and write it for somebody else, whether there's a role for her to go into or not later on. She has talked very openly about the fact that she has kind of found a community that she always knew she wanted to be a part yeah. of. She grew up as a theater kid, totally. but her career path went a different way, but she just kind of feels at home in the theater community. So like, if she just does nothing else <laughs> and writes and stars oh, yeah. in Broadway shows, <laughs> like I'm totally fine. Like, go do a concert tour here or there, you know, in between stuff. I was going like, to say, I love Sarah Bareilles, the, the touring musician. So I hope she doesn't necessarily stop concerts, but yeah, please keep no. her on Broadway as much as possible as well, or even off yeah. Broadway. I don't care. Just oh, let totally. her write theater because she's clearly very good at it. Yeah, absolutely. So love that. We will obviously keep you updated as we learn so more. Excited. Uh, I didn't, but I should put some feelers out to see if anybody has any idea what's going on with that. Yeah, we'll have absolutely. To wait and see. Patiently or something yeah. like it. All right. So let's talk about last, last week's Broadway grosses. Last week was a little weird. Not only did, was it the first week without the revenue juggernaut of Bad Cinderella on Broadway, but we also yeah. had – um, one show open, which was Grey House. We also had the whole wildfire thing. Camelot and Hamilton both canceled performances. So things were obviously a little weird. Some shows rearranged schedules, um, and, and didn't do Sunday performances because of the Tonys. A lot of shows that were nominated for best musical and best play didn't only did seven shows last week. So it's a little bit of a weird week. Um, but overall, the grosses were only down 1%, like, less than $200,000. So considering that there was a short week in terms of uh, performances, that's actually not too bad. Overall attendance was at 256,053 people. The average ticket price actually scooted up more than $2 to $120.92. The top grocer overall remained the Lion King at $2,284,334. Wicked came in second without Hamilton there because it was short of performance. Wicked was at $1.95 million. Sweeney Todd with just seven was again at 1.88, followed by Hamilton at 1.7, and then MJ at 1.64. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order are Aladdin, Moulin Rouge, Cursed Child, and Juliet, Parade, and Some Like It Hot. Um, we'll also note that Six had a performance last week that was for TDF's Autism uh, Sensory Program, so their entire mm-hmm. Sunday performance was a buyout. So those are all count as, as box office revenue, but it is 
at a standard price. Stagnant there's no rate. Yeah, yeah it, it's there's nothing huge in there. Um, the Thanksgiving play, which closed on Broadway, uh, came in as the bottom show on the on the uh, on the roster for last week at two hundred sixty four thousand two hundred forty six dollars. The other show that closed last week was a Doll's House, and it did uh, fairly well. It actually rose up about fifty thousand dollars again. Just seven performances last week as it closed on Saturday to come in at nine hundred seventy four thousand three hundred fifty three bucks. We're going to hopefully start to see these go up. Ashley, this is the time of year yeah. post Tony's where some things will fade away because the Tony's didn't give them the bump that they were hoping, but also the tourist season starts to pick up quite extensively here in the next few weeks. Um, so some of these things that are down at the bottom will try to pick up a little bit of steam, but to be honest with you, like, a lot of them are limited runs. Fat Ham is yeah, second kind to of last. Already Summer 1976. Yeah. We've also, the, the ones that are like, uh, open-ended shows, Grey House, Life of Pi are down at the bottom there. Kimberly Kimbo obviously hoping to to pick up quite a bit. Um, interestingly, Funny Girl dropped $842,000. I have to imagine Leah Michelle was out last week because there's no way that that show dropped that much. I'm not um, sure. I think I she was that. for a day or two maybe. I don't remember though. I mean, that's a huge dip. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. The previous week was at $1.37 million, and last week was 528 That seems unusual, but it could be, Moment. yeah, they're, they're, you know, Little. some uh, <laughs> extenuating circumstances. <laughs> but anyway. All right, let's move on to some show and casting news. Yesterday, Off-Broadway's Signature Theater announced its winner in spring 2024 season. Oh, my goodness, And it yes. has... Some heavy hitters. Let's start off with the show that will begin performances on January 30th and run through March 10th, barring any future extensions. It is Dominique Mauriso's new play, Sunset Baby, directed by Steve H. Broadnax III. East New York, Brooklyn, Nina's estranged father, Kenyatta, a former black revolutionary and political prisoner, reappears to obtain a coveted piece of her late mother's legacy. While Kenyatta had visions of changing the world, his daughter became everything he feared. Now he's at her mercy for his own redemption. This is a story about love, political action, and one woman's journey from a brutal existence to her own liberation. Dominique Moriso at her Excellent. best. Excellent. Yes, yes, yes. Cannot wait. Uh, April April 2nd through March 12th is a new play by Sarah Rule called Orlando. It is directed by Will Davis. Mm-hmm. This is an adaptation of Virginia Woolf's Orlando, which was once called the longest and most charming love letter in literature. Um, Orlando's uh, Orlando's adventures begin as a young man when he serves as a courtier to Queen Elizabeth. Though many centu- uh, through many centuries of living, he becomes a 20th century woman trying to sort out her existence. This theatrical, wild fantastical trip through space time and gender features the one and only you ready for it taylor mack in the title role um absolutely gobsmacked by that that is just seems like everything about it is perfect yes Yes, i'm so excited could not do better with uh everybody involved there and then the final show in here Dave Malloy's Three Houses, directed by Annie Tippy. It'll run from April 30th through June 9th. Susan is in Latvia. Sadie is in New Mexico. Beckett is in Ireland. All three are alone. All three are haunted by their grandparents. All three hear the big bad wolf scratching at the door. This world premiere musical by Dave Malloy brings three strangers together for a post-pandemic open mic night parable about magic, madness, and the end of the world. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah. But it's a little it's bit Dave weird Malloy. Soup, but it sounds perfect regardless because it's Dave right. Malloy. 
it's Dave Malloy. So that is like par for the course. That's what exactly. you want from a Dave Malloy yes, musical. Um, so uh, this is great. Uh, signature. An exceptional uh, season. All the time. Absolutely. Uh, let's stay off Broadway. Let's go from Midtown and Signature out to Brooklyn, where Theater for a New Audience has announced the casting for its upcoming uh, off-Broadway revival of Tennessee Williams' Orpheus Descending. It'll run from July 9th through August 6th at the Polanski Shakespeare Theater in Brooklyn. It will star Maggie Siff of stage and screen fame, Billions, Mad Men, uh, Sons of Anarchy. She will play mm-hmm. Lady Torrance, and Valentine Xavier will be played by Pico Alexander. Um, also off Broadway, a show actually that I know you saw and loved Ooh, was yeah. the joint production of Playwrights Horizons and MCC Theater's, uh, production of Wet Brain by John J. Caswell. It is a world premiere directed by Junior. Dustin Willis. This show, Junior, that's right, John J. Caswell mm-hmm. Jr., um, directed by Dustin Willis, and it will now run an extra week through July 2nd. But I don't think you've talked about it on the show unless I missed it when you were no, with Grace, but. Because I just saw it on Sunday afternoon before oh, okay, good, I good, came good. up for, and then did a little thing known as the Tonys. Um, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was exceptional. Um, beautiful writing by John J. Caswell Jr. Um, stunning performances. It's exactly what you would expect to see at playwrights, which means you can't really expect anything. I haven't yeah. really seen a show that shifts the perspective quite literally like this one does it's also the it you know two of my three favorite productions so far this year have been directed by dustin wills the other one being wolf play um maybe certainly one of the best directors uh working in new york at the moment so now going on through july 2nd absolutely go and see it i mean co-produced with mcc theater we also know mcc theater does beautiful beautiful Mm -hmm. work all the time so perfect collaboration perfect show speaking of that very director Mm -hmm. a social media theater influencer that i am friends with kate ranking also known Mm -hmm. as at theater is life on tiktok when the announcement of melissa etheridge's show going to um circle in the square they threw out wolf play at circle in the square in the spring yeah 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 yeah. that would be i don't know amazing I think I it mean, would it shock, stun a lot of people. It's really the only theater that could work for it on Broadway. And I mean, have talked so much about how stunning Wolf Play is. I'd love to see it on Broadway. I'd love for more people to see Wolf Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last little bit of news here. Yesterday was announced that the uh, solo musical Walking with Bubbles, which is from Broadway alum Jessica Hendy, uh, has been extended. It'll now run on weekends. It only runs on weekends through September 10th at the AMT Theater Off-Broadway. This recently won the Off-Broadway Alliance Award for Best Solo Performance, which is saying things because there's a lot of great yeah. uh, solo performances off-Broadway. Um So we'll have more information about that in the show notes. And then finally, we'll wrap up with a feel-good recommendation that I mentioned earlier. Sarah Bareilles doing a little bit of a sing-along at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival and then going into a performance of She Used to Be Mine. Mm. It's never not phenomenal to see her perform. So um, we'll highly recommend you check that out. Playbill has a great video of it. We will have that in the show notes. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Video. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at No This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>